I am mining investor and editor of Resource Stock Digest, Gerardo Del Real, here with my business partner, colleague, and friend, Mr. Nick Hodge, who's also an investor and is the publisher of Daily Profit Cycle. This is the 237th episode of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World. I still always want to say investing in dummies, but this is where we talk about the markets, what we're investing in, and some of, because there's a lot, some of the crazy that's going on around the world. I hope everyone is well. Mr. Hodge, first and foremost, before we set it off, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Gerardo. We're back from Beaver Creek, where we were in person last week, back at the desks. Um, you know, you got your Fed meeting. It was as expected. If you've been listening to the things we say on this podcast and write about in our letters, I'm sure we'll dive into that. But um, excited that falls here, as I told you before, one of my uh, favorite times. So I'm glad to be heading into that. What about you? Um, I'm, I'm I'm doing well. We're in the middle of a playoff run, <laughs> so we 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 got the third uh the third wild card uh position right now. We're a half a game up. We have about eleven games left, so pressure's on, right? This is uh this is when you either you either earn the playoffs or uh you get to you get to get an early vacation. So I'm hoping it's not an early vacation. I look forward to being in Chicago for some playoff games this year. It's been a few years since we contended. Good to have a team. Uh, that, that that's competing this time of the year and uh, really looking forward to seeing if we could uh, put a nice little run together. We had a tough last seven games or so, but we've played really well most of the season. So got faith in the guys. We'll see. Other than that, life is great. The wife still loves me. Kids still love me. Everybody's well. Everybody's healthy. And uh, I'll, I'll take that every day of the week. Beauty. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, you, you you touched on the Fed decision. We, we got to talk about that a little bit. No surprises there. Again, if you've been listening to the podcast, folks, I thought the little bit that I saw of the press conference, and we were in Beaver Creek all week um, last week, and then and again, we talked about what we thought was going to happen, but I thought that the press conference was a little bit of a shit show, and excuse the language up top, everybody, but it was a bit of a shit show, and the markets today are reacting that way, the overall indices anyhow, and so couldn't help but notice the Nasdaq's down almost a couple of percent, the Dow's down almost 400 points. Um, the dollar's looking healthy again, still around that 105 level. Thoughts on... Not the decision, but the press conference. And then let's look forward a little bit because it's easy for us to get on here every week and Monday night quarterback and tell you how right we were about uranium or lithium bottoming or the Fed's decision. But, you know, as as the saying goes, right, as, as the great Wayne Gretzky once said, let's talk about where the puck is going. Where's the puck going as, as far as the Fed rate decisions go? I mean, you, you're going to have to get another hike or else the Fed's going to uh, lose all credibility, which... Um, they're starting <laughs> to lose now, which is uh, uh, a result of the meeting that you were talking about, right? And so um, you've got a Jerome Powell who is now coming off as disingenuous because he stood up there in previous meetings and says that he's data dependent and they're sticking to their mandate and um, they're going to continue to stick to that uh, 2% inflation target. And yet, um, as we've been saying and talking about um, with oil back at $90, the, the inflation is going back up. And sure enough, the, the last CPI was at at 3.7%, and and he had to stand up there and and tell the market uh, essentially, you know, why he's not hiking despite inflation being twice his his target, and and now going in the in the wrong direction. And so, um, you know, he left the door open to future hikes. wasn't really entirely hawkish or dovish, but it did say their uh, policy could be higher for longer, and left the door open to more hikes. I think you're going to have to see that. Um, I've written a bunch of times uh, saying that. 
Um, you'll likely see another hike, and that will catalyze a recession. Um, it will cause that last shoe to drop, which is a weakened employment and a weakened consumer. And then uh, you'll get the recession that an inverted yield curve has now been predicting since mm-hmm. March of, of 2022. Uh, and market reaction was interesting. So, um, you know, <laughs> uh, previous to this meeting, the market was pricing in one or more cut- cuts, potentially up to three cuts uh, in the market, uh, in the Fed interest rate uh, next year, 2024. Yep. Um, now it's not uh, pricing in three; it's pricing in like one, and, and not until September. So the it, the cycle keeps getting pushed out. Um, we'll see. Um, I think you're going to have to get a hike sooner than later, especially as um, oil remains stubborn at, at ninety dollars. But the markets didn't like it, right? Reality is uh, becoming reality. I mean, you're, you're sort of painting yourself into a corner at, at this point. You're going to hike, and, and then things are going to break further. You know, um, and I guess I'll pinch it off there and, and not turn on, but. Um, you know these these regional banks and 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 employers uh, are in a tight spot with with five percent interest rates. Yeah, look, you got a red man ten years four point four nine. You got you know thirty year uh, mortgage rates. I'm in the midst of buying a property here, an investment property. Um, and and look, <laughs> if you take a mortgage on that's eight percent, right? And so I, I I think we're absolutely um, in for a correction in the overall indices. I will. The issue, my disclaimer, is that I don't really meddle much in the overall indices or at all, if I'm being honest. I, I, I'm strictly resource stocks with few exceptions, and even those companies are somehow tied into the resource space, like Mine Up Technologies, which is digitizing um, the commodity supply chain, but obviously has inroads towards all markets, right? We had a great conversation with Executive Chairman Vince Sirachi last week and uh, he mentioned that you know the market is wide open it's 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 not going to be just commodities but because of the relationships in the business that they have with the Sumitomos with the Cadelcos with some of the bigger companies um that's that's where they're starting and look they're probably a year away from being um revenue positive which again is the holy grail for miners we've talked about this before so yeah long-winded way of saying i think there's uh, more pain in the overall indices i think what does that mean for gold? What does that mean for copper? I think it means in the short term, you're probably going to see some softness, right? You have a dollar index that's at 105.50. It looks like it wants to go to 106. Despite that gold, again, I keep saying it every week and we sound like broken records. It's holding up beautifully. We're still at 1920, um, 6-7% away from all-time highs despite a dollar index that wants to go to 106. So it's definitely interesting times. Copper's pulled back to the 366 level. It's going to be closer to 350, I think, than four for the next month or two. I think that presents an opportunity for those of you like myself that are copper bulls in the mid to long term. A lot of really, really, really good opportunities out there if you have capital that can be patient and capital that you're willing to allocate without looking uh, for an immediate return. And particularly on the gold side. So, um, you know, those interest rates you just mentioned, the the 10-year, 4% and the uh, two year above five percent, the highest it's been since two thousand and seven, is, is is certainly typically a headwind for gold. And and now people are saying what 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 I and 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 you have been saying is that gold has held up really well despite yeah um, that strong dollar and the rates that you were mentioning. And so um, you know these pullbacks in gold uh, do present a, a a good buying uh, opportunity to uh, get long because uh, next year you're going to see a a reversal and 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 gold is going to I finally break through that that two thousand dollar level. So definitely be using these um, yeah, pullbacks as we get you know gyrations in the market because of higher interest rates to 
um, do get positioned for sure. You have to gyrate if you want to get positioned properly, y'all. That's 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 just the way that it goes. I'm going to give y'all a free name this week. Um, I'm biased. I'm a shareholder. Uh, we we I think we're both shareholders, if I'm not mistaken, Nick. But I certainly wrote a check in the uh, initial round. It's a company I really like. I really like the CEO. It's Kingsman Resources. If you want good silver gold exposure exposure in a brownfield district scale silver gold system, look at Kingsman Resources. Um, I, it's a company that will be drilling here in Q4. Long-term committed shareholders like myself, like yourself, I believe, uh, Nick, and, 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 and several people close to us that have pretty significant holdings. Tightly held, it's pulled back from the forty cent level down to twenty one cents Canadian. I think the market cap the last time I looked at it, and actually I'll look at it right now, it's down to four million. This is a past producing property. It's a district that's never been consolidated. This is the first time that this district will ever be explored in a systematic way with the entire district under one banner. And so I'm excited for the drilling. They're targeting a couple of hundred million ounces of silver. They know the metallurgy is relatively straightforward because it's a past producing district, as I mentioned. It's got some attractive gold credits and multiple types of systems, which I think speaks to the potential for extensive uh, mineralization, right? It's high-grade vein, CRD, and SCARN potential. So that's your freebie for the week. I'm talking my book because I own it. Haven't sold a share. Don't plan on selling a share. That's one of my silver gold positions that I plan on writing through this next gold cycle, which I believe, again... Um, I, I, I still insist the market will front run and it'll happen before year end. But look, I've, I've been wrong about things and will continue to be wrong about things timing wise because nobody has a crystal ball. Patriot should be at 25. Patriots at 11, 50, 12 bucks. It's fine. It'll happen when it happens. Um, if Kingsman hits on the exploration side, and I believe it will, uh, I, we'll be off to the races. So we'll be really happy subscribers and shareholders. Do you have any insight on timeline for drilling there? I believe the next month and a half. I believe in the next month and a half. So they 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 should be good to go. They've been adding to the uh, the land package, and so that's kind of delayed a bit. Um, getting those drills turning, you know, you last thing you want to do is is is, is kind of tip your hand and, and and start drilling and hit something while you're negotiating, you know, with vendors on extensions of the land package. So that I believe is behind us, and so the next move is is let's get some drills going. Excellent. Wonderful. Thoughts on the copper space? I gave my two cents. Thoughts on the copper space? Um, a nice long downward candle uh, on that space <laughs> today. That is closer to. I think I actually got it up. I was just looking. Yeah, three sixty, um, which is sort of the August lows, and everything kind of went back to back to the August lows um, on the back of this Fed meeting. Every sector of the S and P was down, and um, commodities softened a, a bit, in, including oil. Um, you know, it's the same answer I, I would tend to give you. I'm I'm a long term copper bull. Um, the short term, I'm I'm not so keen. So between now and and whenever this economic cycle does come to an end, you, you know, you'll want to start buying your BHPs and um, your Rios and your Vales. And um, I obviously have written checks into copper speculations that are longer, medium to to long term holds that um, won't go anywhere in my portfolio. Some of which are are, are recommended in. Um, Hodge family office and including companies like Aldebaran Resources, for example. So, um, which is getting um, uh, rather cheap, not quite to the level I'd buy it in the open market, but um, a, a few cents above it. And so, um, 
if they're if you're looking at less liquid, more speculative plays, you know you can be pecking away at those when you have the opportunity, uh, like you're seeing now on these on these days where where copper pulls back sharply. And if you're uh, talking about more liquid, safer plays, then you likely have six months to um, uh, accumulate those at will. Um, everybody knows my favorite. I, I actually don't think it's high risk. You're just going to have to wait a little bit while Peru gets its permitting. Um, house in order, but my favorite copper speculation is is hand and metals. Again, I firmly believe we had a good conversation you and I did um, with Mr. Michael Hudson of of Hannon down at Beaver Creek, and you know he's 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 convinced privately and publicly that this is going to be. He said discoveries, the the, the biggest discoveries of his career. It's just a matter of securing those permits. I know there's been a delay on the Jogmex side, the third the thirty five. The million dollar joint venture they have with the Japanese government um, that should now take another three to four months is what we heard in Beaver Creek, meaning that Valiente, the 100 percent owned portion that everybody is gung ho about that has 18 porphyry copper gold centers. Um, that's probably about a year away. Other catalysts in the works behind the scenes. I know the company is looking um, at battery metals projects. Michael Hudson, Mark Saxon. Um, Blair Way, that group has been, you know, involved with each other in some form of capacity for decades and have one of the most significant databases of properties, mineral properties around the world. That's how Michael Hudson was able to put together the thousand plus square kilometers uh, of, of, of a copper gold silver basin that, again, I believe is going to be, you know, one day a, a, a billion or multi-billion dollar company. It sits there with a market cap of about 22 million right now. So, you do the math, do the multiplication, and damn right, I have millions of shares that I'm holding until we start seeing those drills turning and and, and we get the price up in dollars and assets. Yeah, that's when you can set a, a limit order on. I was telling you about another company I won't mention here that I was doing that with. And I just, you know, keep a limit order set. And, and when shares get super cheap, even though it's super liquid, you know, I fill a couple thousand when, whenever they're available at that price that I want. Um, I was actually looking at Hannon today and thinking about doing the same. Um because on the U.S. side of things, let me just bring it up real quick. That's not how you spell it. Uh, yeah, it was down. It's down to fifteen cents. I mean, it, it's three three pennies above a, a fifty-two week low, and has dipped to thirteen cents on the U.S. side twice this month. So you know why wouldn't you set a limit order at twelve and a half or, or, or thirteen cents and and just let that ride and fill whenever you get um, uh, a risk uh, off sentiment, I guess, is 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 what I was going to say, and 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 then I was going to parlay that into a, a broader market comment. Is that look, this VIX has been depressed for a, a long, long time, and it, August was a wonky month in the broad markets, but then it sort of uh, restabilized, and and here you're back with a, a risk on sentiment in um, late September, heading into October, and I know you put October surprise on there, and I, and I was telling you last week I had that yep. you know that guttural feeling that uh, we were in for a rough couple of weeks of the. Uh, market and so what happens and and I, I've explained this before is that when, volati when volatility ticks up even on the broad based equities ever so slightly what that does it opens the price range on things right and so um, copper is more susceptible to swings and of course these 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 juniors are more susceptible to wider price swings which they're inherently susceptible to anyway and so they you get a day where you know Hannon flashes down to twelve cents on the U S side and the three days later it's back up at fifteen sixteen seventeen cents. By having that limit order set, you know you're you're filling it as this volatility picks up and 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 you have any um, you know wider price movements to the downside. I would caution on having limit 
sell orders because there are <laughs> manipulators on illiquid stocks that will hit oh, your sell just to drive the price down and take your shares, folks. So very, very cautious with illiquid stocks and uh, and, and, and and limit sell orders because those can get triggered and hit really, really quickly. Yeah, I'm talking about buys to accumulate the build-up position. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's. Uh, I'm really short uh, on 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 Patriot. A lot of you always reach out about Patriot. Let's talk about it every week. I will until it's bought out, um, or or it's forty or fifty bucks. But um, the short version is no news. The AGM meeting went as planned. The omnibus plan was scrapped. Thankfully, um, they, the company did the right thing, and that's all, all I'll say. Because if there was a news this week, I expect by the time you all listen to this. It's on. I think the news will start coming. I've said September is going to be a month of surprises. We haven't had any yet on company-specific side, but we definitely had some on the macro side with M&A increasing in the lithium space despite declining spot prices. So uh, just get ready. I think I think it's going to be a fun rest of the year, folks. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. I think anybody that's paid attention to the stock and the story knows the conversations that are being had behind the scenes, knows all the majors are interested knows that we as shareholders have enough votes with long-term sticky shares that aren't for sale to block any hostile takeover that comes in under the price that we want. Um, and we got 155, $160 million in the till with more coming in from Lawrence before year end. Seven rigs turning, trying to get that up to 10. Share price sucks right now. It'll be up. Don't worry about it. Do what you have to do. Sell a couple of thousand shares here and there if you have to to make ends meet. And keep. that's what I'm doing anyway, and keeping the bulk of that position intact. You know, with the exception being if, again, a tuition bill, a tax bill, opportunity for, for a, you know, a really attractive financing comes in at a pre-IPO stage, like one that we're writing check for for right now, uh, both you and I, which I won't disclose yet. But, um, you know, in, in that case, I'll sell a little bit here and there because I think that's an easy tenfold opportunity. So um, that's your Patriot update. Get ready, folks. I think we'll have news soon. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be great. And just quickly on the share price, I mean, quick glance at the chart, it's 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 bounced off that sort of ten fifty level a couple of times. Yeah. Um, which was initially resistance last December, right? It, it ran up to ten fifty and then pulled all the way back to um just under six, which is where it started the year. So context is important. It's it's um, you know, started the year below six dollars and it's still a an eleven dollar stock. So um, has nearly is nearly up 100% for the year, but of course, uh, did go to almost 18. And so, I uh, just wanted to mention that uh, 1050 looks like it's trying to form support there. And also, also uh, just caution because I've seen some comments, uh, including in this Barzaro world, about watching the share price go down, which yeah, it's down for the past uh, three months, but from all time highs. Um, is that um, the, the person was lamenting? Parking their money in there, I think that was the phrase. And so um, just uh, took issue with that phrase because if you're parking your money in a, in a TSXV stock, I'm not sure how much you parked, but that, that phrase to me is you park your money in a, in a money market <laughs> fund. You, you park your money in a savings account. You don't park your money in a, in a TSXV traded anything. So, you know, caution, dear reader or yeah, watcher. Listen. I, I have a I have a I have a buddy that bought um I think almost a million dollars at well <laughs> let me backtrack a little bit. <laughs> Again, the context matters. He's made millions of dollars because you know, we, he came in with us on the sixteen cent level and then participated subsequently in the thirty-four cent level and then was able to retire, you know, in part thanks to Patriot. 
and had extra cash from, you know, a 401k. And, you know, he, he bought almost a million dollars worth at $13, right? Um, and he could care less because he knows exactly what he has, right? We've had the conversations, we've done the comps. What I'm trying to explain is you, you got to have an exit strategy and you got to know what you own. And if you know what you own in this case, you know this is going to be short term. I'm glad that you mentioned where the stock started the year and what resistance was and that it now looks like support. Because again, your comment was spot on, Nick. The next thing that happened once it broke out last time was it made new all-time highs. And I, I, I think that's right around the corner. Expect a flurry of news between now and year end, folks. The quiet period is done. And again, for those of you that, that are upset that it's down 30, 40, 50% um, since Albemarle wrote a check, one, be happy. Uh, they took the $150 million at those levels. Now they don't have to finance for the next couple of years. And two, it can go and add value. Uh, again, context. It's taken $45 million to get it to where it's at today. What do you think 150 million is going to do if it's all going to drilling? Well, yeah, and uh, in the global context too, I saw someone tweeted a chart uh, it was yesterday of you know like the largest um, resource stage um, in lithium deposits, and um, their company was uh, Frontier, I think, and it was tw number 12 or something. And I just started looking up the list, and you know, I got up to Corvette. And I was looking at the surrounding company and it's like all those other companies are multi-billion dollar companies, right? So we're, or, or have offers on the table to be acquired for same. So, um, that, that tells you a lot. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself. You all know how I feel again, know what you own and know why you own it. Um, you know, uh, you, you gotta be accountable for your wins and your losses, folks, the gains and the losses. We can give you opinions, thoughts, recommendations. And advice, but at the end of the day, only you cash the checks and only you take the losses. So um, I don't complain to you when I lose. I don't share with you when I win outside of my advice <laughs> and my perspective. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, big boy and big girl game out here. Yes, sir. Got to talk uranium talking about big boys and big girls. Um, that train is leaving the station. I, I, well, I, I, I didn't author an editorial this week. I actually copy and pasted from the last issue of JRM, which went out you know, in the beginning of the month prior to this, this, this run up. And to make a long story short, I, 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 I pontificated, I'm using that word today. I pontificated that the move from 60 to 70 would be a lot quicker than the move from 50 to 60. And that's absolutely been the case for a couple of bucks away from the $70 level. Macro wise, things are lighting up. Um, the, the, the catalysts are, are, are materializing the utilities are still being a bit stubborn, which means they're going to be happy to pay 90 and 100 bucks and put a floor at that level um, within the next six to 12 months is, is, is what I see coming for the uranium space. I think we're at 90 to 100 bucks in the next six to 12 months. And then I think we overshoot to 200. I said it last week when we recorded in Beaver Creek, whether or not that happens, just give me $100 uranium and every company in the uranium portfolio. Most are already up triple there just because we've owned them for a bit in position well ahead of time. But uh, all of those companies will be triple and quadruple digit winners in this next cycle higher. And it looks primed. If you haven't yet positioned yourself with quality uranium names, pick your risk tolerance, pick the sector you want to speculate on, whether it's producers or high risk, high reward explorers. Let's establish a position, folks, because it's going to be a fun, fun ride in the uranium space. And that ride is is is, is, is starting right now. The tickets for that ride are being sold as we speak. This is not in six months. This is not in 12 months. 
we're on the ride. So jump on board. It's going to be profitable. Uh, you pontificate. I'll proselytize. Um, <laughs> there is, is so not a lot of... trying to use four-syllable words, folks. <laughs> there is, uh, you know, not a lot of new, new developments other than price movement, right? Catching up to the fundamentals that have been on the on the board for uh, a long time. And so it's interesting because it's like shark attacks, right? Um, mm. You know, there'll be bandwagon uh, jumping and it'll seem like um, uranium is, is much more popular than, than it is because there'll be, you know, uh, people jumping on the bandwagon and, and more headlines written about it. And, um, you know, to that end, what did I see this week? Um, you know, last week I saw Italy wanted to add a nukes. This week I saw the U.S. Navy was looking into, you know, using nuclear reactors on, on ships because the technology is opening up. And I thought to myself, the technology is opening up. You've had them on fucking submarines for decades. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, like the narrative is just changing now. You've literally had sailors in metal tubes underwater with them for decades. Now the technology is opening up? I don't think so. The technology is just becoming more widely accepted. And so you'll see it more widely adopted and, and supported. And, you know, that's what makes bull markets. Oh, I must. Did I freeze on your side, Gerardo? Are you, is, is is the Fed trying to clip us again? Is that what's going on? No, I, I think don't know. we're all right this week. I don't think it's Jerome. Yeah. I think I, I, I think we're good. A couple of weeks ago, obviously, I had some issues there with the internet mm -hmm. connection. It coincided with me criticizing one of our main branches uh, of 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 government. So I I I speculated that it was them, but it was not. I was joking, folks. <laughs> Just internet went down for a little bit. No. Think we're good to go um i didn't mean to cut you off it wasn't me in this case it was the internet but where were you with uh with that last part of that statement oh i was just saying that um the the narrative is ha you know hasn't really hasn't changed with uranium the fundamentals were the fundamentals now the price is just catching up and you'll see that bandwagon jump in i was talking about the yep. u.s navy saying that um they now want to start using the you know nuclear reactors on ships because the technology is opening up and how that you know that makes for a good headline but the tech the nuclear technology has been available for decades and so it's not that the technology has changed it's just that it's they're able to get more support for it now and that's what makes for bull markets as more people accept uh that the, the technology is is real and and deployable Real and deployable. Um, you know what's real and deplorable in Texas right now? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, a couple of things. The grid, the attorney general, the border. What else? I, they're, 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 there's quite a bit. Listen, I love Austin. I love Round Rock. I love Georgetown. I love um, most of what Texas has to offer. The politicians... Um, on, on, on both sides, leave a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, they, they, they make it hard to be a voter. Let me just put it that way. Right. As frustrated as everybody is with the national political scene, I'm not going to get into it. Um, the, 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 the local, the statewide political scene is, is, is just as trash. And, you know, when we talk about the grid and you mentioned the grid and we talk about the politicians and, 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 you know, the the amount of corruption that exists is just it's not even being telegraphed anymore. It's a big middle finger to voters that are actually paying attention. And, you know, I'm not going to talk Ken Paxton, but just Google Ken Paxton, who, by the way, was acquitted by his buddies. And, and, and despite the fact that his best friend 
Um, his one of his best buddies testified against him, saying that he was taking bribes. He was using an office to take bribes. Um, just messy, messy, messy. And again, he's still under investigation for a host of other things, including fraud and, and a number of other things. I believe you guys can Google Ken Paxton. The one that got me was uh, ERCOT. ERCOT is the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, right? You would think these are the fine men and women that are meant to safeguard our grid. And you would be correct. That is actually their mission. Their mission is to make sure things function smoothly, that we plan ahead of time, that our infrastructure is sound, and that we don't have to have the potential for rolling blackouts, not just in summer, but also in winter during winter storms. That's actually their mandate. That's what they're designed and built to do. So when I hear, if you don't get rich with uranium and you haven't got rich with lithium, folks, and you don't believe you can get rich with copper and gold, just be a Bitcoin miner in Texas because the state of Texas will go ahead, or ERCOT, the grid, will go ahead and pay you as a Bitcoin miner $31.7 million, which is exactly what it did. It paid it to a company called Riot, R-I-O-T, $31.7 million in energy credits to not mine Bitcoin. Um, you know who didn't get an energy credit for conserving energy? This guy. Uh, you know who else didn't get an energy credit? The almost 27, 28 million Texans who saw their utility bill spike as a result of the shortage of energy and what was ultimately deemed to be a bottleneck in the delivering of said energy. So 31.7 million, Nick, is what this Bitcoin miner uh, it was paid to conserve energy. They went ahead and, you know, shut down their Bitcoin mining operation. And so, look, um, it made more in energy credit than August Riot did than it did from actual Bitcoin mining or than it does from actual Bitcoin mining. So I say all that to say that the money, the politics, the corruption, it, 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 it goes both ways. Um, and just, we, we need some new blood, y'all. And, and I'm, I'm not called a violence blood. We need new blood as in new ideas, fresh ideas. We need term limits. Um, our elected leaders can barely walk and talk, you know, without freezing or falling or forgetting who they're hugging or like, it's getting bad out there right now. And I know we're in the midst of a fourth turning. I know we're, you know, probably a good six, seven years away from getting to the healthy part of it, but. Let's try to come together, folks, because it's not really worth it. I saw there was a, you know, my brain is weird, right? So I, I saw that there was a, a football game. It was a Patriots and uh, Dolphins game. And, you know, everybody's so tribal right now. And what ended up as a good time by this gentleman who was out there with his son and his wife, I believe, ends up turning into the gentleman being beat to death over good a death. football game. This man died. He was swung on and held and hit, you know, fell and hit his head, and he died over a football game. There's things I am willing to die for, folks. Uh, it's you know. certainly not a 300-pound man with a big skin. Exactly. And 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 and, and, and I, I bring up the football game and the tribalism because it, it's extended now to our political um, dialogue and our political scenario. And, and there's so many more things that we have in common than, than actually divide us. And guess what? Even the things we don't have in common, if they do divide us, we can do it in a civil way. Agree to disagree. I wish you the best and just keep it moving. Um, ugly scenario out there with the, with the, with the incident with the man was uh, beat to death and ugly scenario 
in the state of politics right now and the amount of corruption that's allowed to exist. Uh, it needs to be a change. I know it'll happen eventually. I hope I'm around to see it. It would warm my heart and make me smile. And that's your Bizarro World rant of the week from me. Good. Um, I hadn't thoroughly read the the article about Riot. I, I saw the headlines. That's a publicly traded company and been around for a while. One of their facilities yeah. is outside of um, Austin. We might actually be doing a, a video there in the, the not-too-distant future. Um, it, 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 and I'm not sure who Workout pays. That sounds like it's part of some sort of demand response program, which is you know part of virtual power plants and smart grids and and all of that. And it's it's interesting how some of these companies can um, make money. Uh, there was probably others who who got paid to to turn things off. And so um, it's part of this you know uh, new world of clean finance where you can get carbon credits and incentives and deductions uh etc right and including some of which is uh, coming soon from this inflation reduction act so all part of the game um but yeah can certainly see how giving 30 some million dollars to a company not to operate their business um, so they could make more money is um could ruffle the feathers of uh, some consumers who aren't getting same while same consumers are being Asked told to conserve to energy and being roof, told yeah. that get ready for possibly a dark winter in one of the wealthiest states in the union. Unreal, folks. Unreal. Um, what are you watching in the market this week? You know what I'm watching. Biggest holding, biggest consequential holding, uh, core holding for a lot of subscribers that, you know, uh, have done extremely well and changed lives for. But watching Patriot News, I think it's game on. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I expect a lot of it. So, I'll be watching for that. What are you watching, Mr. Hodge? I've done a bit of selling the past couple of weeks, um, anticipating a bit of softness, so bolstered the cash position. I am looking at gold. Um, I think we're approaching another um, time to uh, buy the dip ahead of the next rip. And I'm watching some of my um, my you know speculations on the NASDAQ because as I was talking about, this volatility opened up some um, some downside price action and I'm seeing, you know, where the levels are I want to add or uh, if I want to stick with them. We're at a point now where this, uh, the macro picture is um, as important as the individual company fundamentals. So I'm parsing through some of those speculations. I like it. I'm supposed to remind all of you to go to dailyprofitcycle.com forward slash subscribe for all our updates, rantings, ravings from myself, the insights and wit and intellect from Mr. Hodge and our talented group of editors. I hope everyone has a phenomenal week. Um, I, I hope it's a profitable week. I hope it's a safe and healthy week for all of you out there. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 237 of our weekly therapy session that we like to call Investing in Bizarro World. Y'all take care out there. See ya. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.